0: Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio and tonight we welcome you to show number 761. Our guest this week is Jonathan Pennington. Jonathan grew up in Sandy Hook, Kentucky, the home of country legend Keith Whitley. He started playing guitar at age 14 and learned to sing harmony from listening to old Stanley Brothers records. He attended music school in Minnesota and Nebraska, and he's played professionally and recorded music in many venues and studios throughout the Midwest, including notable venues, the 7th Street Entry and Fine Line in Minneapolis. He's here tonight with a fine ensemble of players. His band called Moonlight Mile. Welcome John Pennington and Moonlight Mile to the Red Barn stage.
1: treasure seems to disappear in them. And I'm slow. And I try.
2: And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com.
0: Moonlight Mile, our guest this evening, is from Sandy Hook, Kentucky, and they just started doing their thing uh, only in 2021, just a, a year ago. The band was formed by guitarist, vocalist, songwriter, Jonathan Pennington, who's been doing the singing so far, and Dobroist Shane Johnson, and they cite influences ranging from the thump of Rolling Stones to the hollers of Stanley Brothers. Moonlight Mile proudly and intentionally aimed to challenge the sound of mainstream country, stretching their songs, both musically and lyrically, to voice the experience of Eastern and rural Kentuckians. Shane and John are joined this evening by bassist Chris Adams and Chelsea Parker who's playing fiddle. Welcome John Pennington and Moonlight Mile back to the Red Barn stage.
1: Up all you boys and girls, take a seat as it's all unfurled. new fell, bald face fly out of moss, blood, red sky. Their weapon is controlled by fear. Makes me wonder if the head has an ear. Wake up, wake up, cause they're making zombies out of us. Wake up. Wake up, wake up. Cause they're selling us oh, drugs to make sure our hearts school wrong. I wonder, is this the end? We can't even pay our damn rent. We'll never have an hour live by. Never even ever ask you why, why, why. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Because they're making, making zombies out of us. us. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Because wake up. Wake up. they're selling us drugs to make sure our hearts roll on. And I wonder, is this the...
0: It's great to have you guys here. We are so so pleased yeah. to be here. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's do a little stroll down the path that brought you to this place, maybe even going back to some of those early years. I picked up my guitar whenever Nirvana Nevermind came out. Like when that
3: album came out, it was like this is otherworldly and touched me and a teenage angst in me, you know, at that time. As I got a little older and I started going to church a little bit and I met this guy, I got more into like bluegrass stuff. And um, he was, how, how old were you back then? You were like 14
0: or something. Yeah. Did the people of the church, E- eschew rock music and I <laughs> definitely
3: do. not that was part of like you know I'll try to do but the right thing well to try to do the right southern you know uh kid thing going to church and like no drums and trying to do the the bluegrass thing but it didn't
0: last too awfully long <laughs> i moved away uh, met a girl so why didn't it last for very long? Did bluegrass just not hold you? Start
4: playing the devil's music. I mean, what, go Sure, for it? The one sure. thing
3: I found a lot about bluegrass, Straight and that, this is even like us trying to
0: get shows now, like
3: if you're not traditional bluegrass, you sometimes you don't fit very well. Like our roots, our instrumentation is very bluegrassy, but sometimes there are traditionalists, and I get traditional, and I totally love the tradition of it, that have a hard time with breaking out of that mold of doing the things the way that they've always been done. It's just in me to be able and to do and to go outside of the, the bounds that I should go.
1: When I was young, life was much simpler. I wasn't acquainted with the pain. Didn't worry about tomorrow. I was a stranger to. How these years roll thunder, many million miles away, vanished somewhere in the heathen. I wish I could have made them stay. Cause Appalachia's world. In the ground in these hills of old
5: Kentucky I
1: finally lay this spotted down. in my mind I often walk song that echoes through my Sing me away. Memories they haunt me like the ghost of Christmas past. Friends and family gather around me. Memories much too sweet to last. See into tomorrow, hope oh, you back into the past. Feel love for just a moment.
0: Were you also rebellious in other ways in high school that were disappointing to your parents? Yes.
3: I was kind of a, a, a little bit of a partier. Just a little bit. He
4: was always a disappointment. <laughs> there was
3: there was some there were some wild times. I did eventually get out of that and, and headed down the straight now, at least for most at least for most of the time. Did you have some sort of musical mentors in
0: the church?
3: Yeah, definitely. I found myself going to all these different churches trying to find myself and try to be the, 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 the Christian music guy, and I just never could find my niche. That took me on through different paths. I was in some churches in Kansas City. I was in some churches in Nebraska trying to find myself in, in my place. And I have How did you al- happen to go out there? I got involved in a church in Kansas City called International House of Prayer, and we were there for a little while in Kansas City. Played on some big stages there with some of those names was a missionary, lived there for a while, and then that took us to Nebraska, because from that church, I was doing music, traveling and doing music, that brought me to Nebraska. That's where I finished up all my degrees. I have a master's in uh, human relations, bachelor's in human relations, a master's in human service administration, and also counseling. I have a l- I've been all over the place. Every, everywhere. The, With the Johnny your, Cash song, I've been, I've
0: been everywhere, man. <laughs> so your education, you mean, took you to a lot of places? You weren't exactly sure what you wanted to zero in really, on? Really,
3: really was the music. Has always been trying to chase the music, like trying to find a way that I could do what I really, really love to do and still provide for my family. I have five little kids, so I ended up finding my niche, and I can do counseling in that sort of world and also do music on the side, and that's kind of eventually where I landed.
5: She got a jack-and-lantern
1: smile and see she thirst for happiness. She got tattered clothes, some guy named Bull and six kids with different last names. It smells like chemicals and death in the back room. Mama and Daddy done turned their back, they say she's no good, it's a trailer park paradise. Screen doors and that in line You might be giving a little bit of bad advice Just a time or two Just a little piece of heaven And me fed a Lord it's so damn hard Stay clean and you got the blue Hence yeah, shader Park paradise Selling pills just to pay the rent. They own the only trailer just not the lot it's in. Slum Lord's gonna sell the whole thing off. Build a general dollar store too. two. It's trade park paradise. The screen doors and that lie You might be giving a little bit of bad advice. Just a time or two. It's a little piece of heaven. Hand meth and a man, Lord, it's so damn hard. Stay clean, we got loose. Yeah, I park paradise. A screen doors and that it light He might be giving a little bit of bad advice. Just once, twice. It's a little piece of heaven. Hand meth and fed a man, Lord so hard to stay
0: clean. You got those old blues in a straight in Let's introduce everybody else. Why don't we start with Shane?
4: It's a good place to start.
0: It is a good place to start. It'll
4: be all downhill from here, exactly.
0: <laughs> Tell us about how you and Jonathan met.
4: Well, Jonathan and I met in the church that we grew up in and I'll never forget him because he was so loud. Uh, he literally <laughs> didn't need the church PA. And I mean like, it, I'd never heard anything like it and I thought, well, I kinda like to play with that guy. And then I thought, well, he's a little wild looking, maybe I'll wait till he calms <laughs> down a little bit. And, you know, he was older than me. He was already a teenager then, I was just a kid, but uh-huh. I thought he'd be all right to play with. How'd you start to play dobro? My dad, uh, he was an annoying character like me and <laughs> There's nothing that annoys like the racket that one of these makes. No, so. nah, it's great
0: sound. Your dad played? Uh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, not professionally. And how did you learn, though? Did you, uh, did you take dad lessons? Me, no, da, well, kind of. Dad hooked me up with Josh Graves. He was friends with him. Oh. And he had been friends with Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. Glory days in the 60s. So dad took me to Nashville. That's where this thing came from. And it's a Josh Graves signature model. And I was eight years old at the time and dad bought me number eight. So this was number eight,
0: yeah. Wow, Shane, that's pretty amazing instrument you have and amazing that you learned from, from such a guy.
4: Oh, he was a character. I wish that the public could have seen who he really was. He was a fruitcake, he was a barrel of fun. Josh ah. was, big personality. He did a lot of comedy work with Flat and Scruggs. He would, uh, in the early days, he would even dress in goofy outfits and he would even cross-dress. I mean, like, you're back in those days for that crowd, that was a big deal, you know, and he played a lot of the blues on this, and that, that was a big deal. That was controversial. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to aggravate Josh at his house, which I loved. It scared everybody to death. He had a big family, and I came in, and... Uh, i ended up playing his dobros and i noticed out the side of uh, my vision there that his family was watching me very intently while my eight-year-old hands handled this legendary instrument of his he didn't think it was a big deal but his family did i can remember them really thinking like wow i can't wait to get this fat kid out of here
1: down deep inside you won't find a real me in the corner of my mind one small cell A yeah, prisoner bound and tight and never see him cause you heard me one more time am I This better cup, and all this precious garbage hanging, but me.
0: Chelsea, how is it to be the only mature person traveling with <laughs> Exactly.
6: Now tell us about
0: you and how you started playing violin.
6: Um, both of my parents play music. Most of my family plays music. So when I was a child, they put me in lessons for violin. Like how early? I was four.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And so did they say you will play violin and you will learn by the Suzuki method? It was <laughs> a little
6: bit like that, yes, actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> but um, i went willingly (laughs) because i loved music and i was around it most of my life anyway so i figured that i would play something Um, and i've played ever since started classical eventually moved into bluegrass and country
0: was there a point when you said to your parents i'm going to make the break and move away from classical music and they cried and and it was all over
6: not really kind of started tinkering around with bluegrass My teacher that um, I took classical with moved to Florida, and at that time was when we kind of started looking for a teacher that could, you know, branch me into bluegrass.
2: Back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style.
5: Up
1: in these hills Get caught selling cells. Well, well, you might as well Kiss it goodbye Cause there's folks around here Let you rot in LaGrange Till you die Up in these hills Where the grass is so green whether you're fire-spitting preacher or shooting amphetamine, yeah, yeah. Up in these hills, it's a night for night. You might find rest for your soul, but in these hills, you're gonna die.
0: sing a song online, I said, Steve Earle. You two are kindred spirits. He's a guy who's got, definitely got an ax to grind. Yep. <laughs> uh, always has. You know. He always has. Uh, but he's also got that really powerful voice <laughs> that you have, especially when he was a young guy. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, especially, I think, for me to hear you sing about how the opioid machine ran through your area yeah. we get the impression that things are turning around a little bit there's more sort of money being thrown at sort of um programs and and treatment facilities and recovery initiatives and so forth and so on but i, I guess ultimately it's really jobs that are going to be the best recovery for people <laughs> in those rural places i
3: used to run a program for the, for the state a substance abuse program. Yeah. So I do know that there's a lot of work that I've seen change, but there's a lot left to do. I mean, a lot left to be done. Whenever I was a kid, you couldn't find heroin anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I literally missed the bullet by moving away. Right after that, pills came to town, and everybody was on pills, and everybody was getting addicted to pills. And then before you know it, heroin was dirt cheap, and everybody had it. And you couldn't find it anywhere when I was a kid. Uh, And then that all happened. We are beginning to turn the corner with uh, different treatments. We still have a long ways to go. Methamphetamine is also another one that's become pretty prevalent where we're at too. And uh, I mean, we've lost a lot of friends. So that's what all these songs are. They're, they're from a place of like, come on, <laughs> like we need some help. We need somebody to listen. We need somebody to hear that Appalachia's is hurting. Songs are really like what we've lived and what we've experienced and what we've had to deal with. <laughs>
1: Drinking, shooting out the light. At the day you came to town, you'd never been around dirty and these it a fine? Dirt cheap, and it a fine? Well, the government had his hands over in Afghanistan, growing popping, selling it to the poor, while another young one dies before our virgin eyes, on a fentanyl killing floor, on a fentanyl The sleigh, same old song, just a different time. Yeah, you're working on Maggie's farm, another needle in your arm. They keep winning while we die. They keep winning.
3: Brought me back to actual doing this was my dad passed, and it was either go on and finish up my counseling license, or do music. Hmm. And I said I'm going to go back and do music. That's when I
0: emailed this literally messages just guy on Facebook is like, "Hey man, you still play dobro?" <laughs> 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 and, that's, <laughs>
3: and that's how this came about.
0: Was your partner from the Midwest, or did she have some Midwest roots? Is and is that what sort of initially drew you out there?
3: I met my wife on a Christian chat room, and we ended up getting married. She was from Wisconsin. We're right on the border of Wisconsin, Minnesota, like an hour out of the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah, we lived right on the border there. So,
0: in addition to church work out there, though, you got into the music scene in Minneapolis. And I yeah, did talk about
3: that. I played with a band called the Dead Flowers. There's a there's a there's a theme here. <laughs> 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 Sticky figures is a is a big influence on me. That entire album, and so I, I moved here and we, we got Moonlight Mile now. So, Seventh Street Entry is uh, where Husker do, and Uh, Some of those other bands got their start uh, right off of First Avenue, uh, which is, you know, Prince and uh, uh, Purple Rain was recorded. We got to play some shows in some of those really cool historic areas. Oh, how great. Got to record in one of Prince's studios while we were there. We played in these shows where we would just be like multiple bands, like all like jammed in together. And we met this guy. He was going to school for recording. And we actually were able to record on one of the mixing boards that Prince had recorded like like either Purple Rain or White, one of those one of those songs on which is like old old, old uh, deal cuz he was going to school there at this place I don't
1: know where I'm going don't even know where I've been I'm just a pebble on a journey it's wicked, life sin. Many i have been in trouble, and all my friends have come and gone. I'm hoping heaven has some pity on this weary vagabond. Never find myself complacent, keep those wheels rolling on, 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 on. Just like Bono, I ain't ever found what I've been looking for. Wouldn't consider myself a gambler, but I swear there must be more, cause I don't know where I'm going. I only know just where I've been. I'm just a pilgrim on the journey I through this wicked life sin. Many years, I've been in trouble. All my friends, they've come and gone. I'm hoping heaven has some pain. Swear it like bag of I'll hit you right on old Route Seven, singing Vetters, Corduroy. My head west. Out to Lincoln, travel north, to old St. Croix. Might have a tow down at the rail yard. Sip some Jack in Tennessee. I'll say a prayer in a cathedral. You never know. It's where I'll be, because I don't know. to pay on a journey through this wicked life sin. Many years I've been in trouble. All my friends, they've come and gone. I'm hoping heaven has some day on this weary faggotha. ha ha, ha, ha.
0: textbook do you follow to raise kids in an environment like that?
3: <laughs> that's been that's been difficult. It was part of the reason why I was away for so many years. You know, I mean, I, I love being a part of Appalachia and I have so much roots and there's so much legacy and there's nothing like these hills. It's hard, too, because the school that I grew up in was pretty ravaged with drugs when, you know, growing up. It's getting better. My kids are all young yet, you know, so I don't even know what that looks like. My oldest is 13. So oh, wow. He's, he's just beginning to get on the cusp of all this stuff.
0: Do your kids go to a school where you feel they're cared for, where they have, you know, sort of adults who love them? There's
3: definitely people at work at that school that are awesome. They really are. And there's also more work that needs to be done and more money poured into our school systems to get them to where we need them to be. I considered being a teacher. I'll just say this. I considered being a teacher when I was running a program for the state of Kentucky for the DOC. And I, I wasn't cut out for prison work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless all those that are. I was not. And I looked at becoming a teacher. And I, I contacted the principal, and, and and she was like, "Yeah, we, we'll 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 get you going, going next semester." And the number that she quoted me was, I couldn't believe it, Flabbergasted. It was so low from what kids teachers deserve to be paid. And so these teachers are overran with all these kids in the middle of a pan, pandemic on top of it. Sometimes just hold it together. I think our kids miss out from. Poverty uh, from the drugs that are happening in the area and then even more so with teachers that aren't getting paid even close to what they need to get paid and struggling to provide a, a, a safe an environment for the kids. It, it's, it's hard. They're doing everything that they can. They just need more support than what they're getting.
1: Rolling down Georgia on midnight train, feeling like cold northern rain. for the day you would change your way but will that day ever come can you feel it can you feel it I'm seeping deep inside your bone can you hear hear the sound of a heart rolling cold. Make me cry, Shane. Eh? Deep, in, deep inside your bone. Can you hear?
2: Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps.
0: Well, there are so many people to thank for our program tonight. First, Jonathan Pennington and Moonlight Mile, our guests this evening, our volunteers and our staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. Thank you all out there for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now once again, please welcome back for an encore, the Jonathan Pennington Band, Moonlight Mile to the Red Barn Stage.
1: I want to know Just where I went wrong and I keep Singing this old funeral song Looking ahead Towards the darkest dawn Hold me closer Pages. Sing your song over me. Cause I've been lonesome for so long now. Let me hide myself. My bone, but who am I to complain when the son of God hit?